Get Haunted with your hosts, Nat Strawn and Allie Terry. Hello, everybody. So busy getting straight up haunted. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. We've been up to a lot. We went to Alien Con. I don't think you go to Alien Con. I think (laughs) Alien Con is done to you and you are just there and it's happening to you. Like, I will... I, I, I'm making a video, so you guys will have to just see the video because I can't use words to describe what was done to me there. So we were just re-watching some of the footage right now, and the amount of things that happened to us in a short period of time mm-hmm. was haunted in and of itself. Like, yeah. we were meant to be there, so thank you guys for sending us there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. I, I guess while we were there, it was just you're in it, right? So you don't realize how weird everyone and everything is in it. But then watching the footage back, I'm just kind of like, am I one of these people? Yeah. Are, are we these people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the thing that I will say about Alien Con is everybody there was so nice. So nice. And sometimes you just don't know how people at conventions are going to be. Like, for example, Natalia and I went to Anime, Anime Expo yes. two years ago. And people there were really rude. Super rude. Yeah. Acting like we didn't belong there. And like, what, which like, well, I we guess didn't. we didn't. But, but they don't know that. Like... I I watch anime, okay? Yeah. And then we <laughs> uploaded a, a Natalia and Alyssa Go about Anime Expo, and somebody commented on it and was like, you girls clearly don't belong there because you're pretty and you're just making fun of it. And blah. do you remember that comment? Yeah, I remember yeah. it. And I was like, wait, you think I'm pretty? <laughs> <laughs> but also it was fucking rude. Yeah. It was rude. Like, it was so rude. So what are you saying? What are you saying about the rest of the people at Anime Expo? They're not pretty. Triggered. Triggered. I'm triggered. But AlienCon was not like that, is my point. And it was in the same location that Anime Expo was in. So Alyssa and I were making a video. Obviously, we're not going to show up, you know, like our normal selves. We're going to put on way too much makeup and our clothes look good. Oh, yeah. I had like five inches of makeup on. We looked great. So everyone kept stopping us to take, uh, to ask us to interview. Yeah. People kept asking like, oh, can I interview you for this show? Like, can I put you on the show? Can I take a picture of you? Can I take a picture with you? I want to show my friends that normal people go to this convention. Like, can I take a picture of you? But the problem was, is normally if you you have a podcast or you have a TV show or you have a talk show, you don't want people, other people that have a talk show on your talk show. Right. So people were interviewing <laughs> us and they're like, what do you think the aliens are doing here? And Alyssa's like, I think they're interested in my podcast. Let's get haunted. You know why? Because I'm normally too embarrassed to self-promote. And I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, that's bullshit. Why am I embarrassed to self-promote? Like, I want to keep making these. I really enjoy this podcast. And if I don't self-promote, then we're not going to get new listeners and then we're not going to be able to do the podcast. I mean, my dream is to have a show on the travel channel something like anthony bourdain but haunted it would be so fun and we can travel around and go to all of these haunted places and yes there's a lot of shows like that out there but they're not us we have the advantage of being a giant mess (laughs) like okay so at alien con we went to a panel that was put on by the cw and those people are like very sterile very clean Mm -hmm. very well put together ex-detectives and private investigators and like people that are professionally trained to be on TV. And we're like the antithesis of that. Like we're the peoples. Right. We don't know where we are. We don't know who we are. Right. We have panic attacks and (laughs) midlife crises every other day. 
every like, day. We're who Sarah Palin was talking about when she said <laughs> Joe six pack <laughs> during the election. Yeah. Uh, we, however many years ago. We brought snacks today. I literally brought a muscle milk, a peach and a half a half-eaten bag of Cheetos. I can't believe you're talking about the food and not talking about the fact that you just set up a ritual candle <laughs> with crystals and gemstones all around it, and we chanted before starting this podcast. Because to me, that's not that interesting. Straight up, so yes, I do have a Meridian crystal, whatever you call that right now. That's probably wrong, because honestly, if you asked me what some of those stones are, I would be like, I don't know, it just looks cool. But here's the thing, it works it because works. one of those stones we've taken to two Dodger games and like charged it up during the game, like held it up to the sky. Like everyone around us was super fucking into it. Yeah. Like people were like holding the stones with us yes. and like, and we won both of those games. And that was the only Dodgers game I've ever stayed till the end. Yes. Thank you. And I wholeheartedly believe it's because the stone made, made baseball more exciting to me because I felt like I was a part of it. It did. So we went to a game together. We brought the stone. Dodgers were down. We take out the stone. We're like, like fucking doing shit with it and then the Dodgers come back and win yeah we stayed till the end of the game then and the next I, time I went to a game I took the stone with me and we won again it was the same situation and it gets everybody so lit like everybody yeah. around you is sort of drunk also so it helps but they're all like oh let me rub the stone and then yeah. they're rubbing it and they're like yeah they're like oh I'll take a picture from my Instagram and, and it brings people joy and I think if we can bring good vibes that's what the crystals do so that's how working. I feel about it too I used to be um especially when I was in college I was very much a Debbie Downer about things like this. And I would be like, candles are stupid. Crystals don't mean anything. But the older I get, I'm like, you know, it's not hurting you. Right. So literally worst case scenario is that you have a pretty rock. Well, I just think of it as like, why do I want to rob myself of another opportunity to be happy? There's so very few of those, you know? And if nothing else, you just have a reminder that the earth makes these awesome, beautiful things. I, uh, we live in Southern California, which is supposedly supposed to be really beautiful. I don't know. It just looks like dust and a bunch of people with plastic surgery to me. <laughs> and I know there's people who live in places like Southern Utah or parts of New Mexico that see these beautiful rocks everywhere they go and they have these awesome vistas but when you live in a city you don't really have that so sometimes to see these rocks is just like fuck there's a whole lot of shit I don't know <laughs> yeah I think I'm haunted for sure I mean we know this I'm haunted yeah let's say I am haunted and what if crystals and gemstones do work then why would I not take advantage of that unhaunt myself right the same reason that I get lotto tickets it's like am I in debt Yes, but <laughs> if I don't take this opportunity, then I'm missing I'm missing out on it's a bad investment to not buy the I scratchers. I can't afford to not buy a lotto ticket yeah, you because know, the chances of me winning are very slim. But what if I win? Well, I just feel like a lot of people live life afraid to lose things. You don't play for like fear of holding on to what you already have. I want to play life to win, to get as much shit as I can, to do as much cool stuff as I can. Absolutely. And have as many experiences as I can. Yeah, good and bad ones. So far, it's been more bad than good. But you know what? <laughs> I've lived a full life. And if that means getting haunted and having a curse, then that's what I have to live with because it can't go back. 
And I literally, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was literally talking to somebody and I was like, yeah, I've just like had a really weird couple of months. And I was talking about like, oh yeah. So like, you know, moved out of my shitty apartment. My wedding is canceled. Like I got in a car accident, got rear-ended. Then they tried to say that it was my fault for being stopped at a stop sign. Jiffy Lube fucked my truck up. My ex-landlord is trying to make me pay a shit ton of money for stuff that didn't, wasn't a thing. And the person I was talking to was like, wow, like you've had more bad things happen to you in a month than I've ever had happen to me in my life. And then I was like, you know what? But that just means I'm living. No, I 100% believe that. I have this quote on my in, on my wall in my house from Apocalypse Now. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I never have. It's a war movie. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, people, you need to see it. But there's this scene and they're in the middle of war. The sergeant gets up and he's just like, mm, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, yeah, I know that quote. Yeah. yeah. And every time my life is seriously fucked up and I'm just like, God damn it. Why have I chosen this? Where am I at? I have nothing to show for I have nothing to fall back on I'm fucked and why like what is the even the point of being here I'm just like life is war and I just need to be like damn I love the smell of napalm in the morning and just get with it as soon as you stop feeling sorry for yourself and you're like why me and you get on that wavelength of just like letting things happen to you I feel like everything solves itself you know I tell you that was beautiful I loved that yeah that was really really succinct and good oh thanks yeah Don't edit that out. You knew. And that's really what Let's Get Haunted is all about, right? Like accepting the fact that we're haunted and living life anyway. Yeah. So thank you guys for always listening, uh, for watching, hopefully, because we're going to post our very first video to our YouTube channel. Yes. So you can go to youtube.com slash C slash Let's Get Haunted. Or if that's too long and complicated for you, you can go to bit.ly slash LGH YouTube. Thank you for setting that up, Alyssa. Yeah. Thank you for editing the video. Did you see that video that Channing Tatum tweeted of him yes. like discovering his horoscope for the first time? Yeah, he was talking about this app called The Pattern where you put in your birthday and birth time and mm-hmm. then it gives you a really succinct horoscope. So in the video he that he tweeted, he was like, what is this app, The Pattern? What is this website, The Pattern? I put in my birth time and my birthday and it's telling me all this stuff about myself that I'm like, how do you know this about me, The Pattern? And I was like, well, but isn't that kind of like what astrology and horoscopes are anyway? Like, yeah. I didn't understand... Here's the thing. You would think that Channing Tatum having this viral video about your app would really help your company, right? But then I was like, well, damn, if it can get Channing Tatum, then I'm going to do it. I downloaded Pattern and it literally keeps crashing because there's so many people people trying to use it right now. I like literally couldn't learn anything about myself. So then I got their competition app instead. And now I use their competitions app. Oh, so really it's backfired on Pattern. Yeah. And also, did you read... um, Channing Tatum is haunted. Channing Tatum... You are super haunted and... Step up to Sage. (laughs) Step up to this crystal. So I clicked on his video and I was reading the comments underneath it, like the tweet replies. And people were talking about the conspiracy behind Pattern. Did you read? What? There's a conspiracy theory about Pattern. What's the conspiracy? Oh, that it uses a microphone to listen or something? Apparently Pattern is owned by Amazon. Oh, and Amazon is like I talked about in MKUltra. Yes. (gasps) Yes. Yes. So Amazon is owned by the same company that works with Facebook and Google and basically all of the stuff that our phone uses to learn like about us and sell information to advertisers. And people went into Pattern 
patterns, terms, and conditions that, you know, you just like scroll past it and click yes right. before. Okay. So if you actually read it, people went in and read it and it literally says, we can't, we collect information on who you are, your birthday, your birth time, where you were born, your interests. Like we have access to your Google search that we sell your information to different companies. And so people were like, Channing, like, please, like, don't promote this. Like, don't you know, like, what this company is? Because the scary part about it is like, yeah, of course, our information is always being collected. But to have your name, full fucking name, your birthday, your birth time, your place of birth. Yeah. You know what I think this is conspiracy is, is that the aliens have created pattern. The aliens have created astrology. This has been like a 4,000 year plan. And something really fucked up is happening like 6,000 years from now. So they made time machines and they are oh. like, we're going to go back. We're going to get all these people lit on this astrology stuff. <laughs> we're going to fucking find out exactly where they were born and what time. And then we're going to go and delete all of the people who are like fucking up this war 6,000 years from now. I believe that. Yeah. That was very convincing. Thanks. I think you're right. Yeah. Amazon, a more like aliens zon. And then all, yeah. <laughs> the internet. Aliens. Jeff Bezos, more like jeff's aliens jeff aliens so yes 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 speaking of aliens that now there's that facebook group storming area 51 yes i it's become like the best meme on the internet right now there's so much good mystical shit happening right now we just keep getting too woke you know we, what i mean yes yeah. yeah we're too that's exactly what it is we too need woke to be for put, our own good we need to be put to sleep <laughs> but that's why i want to storm area 51 because i want to get more woke there is shit there that we don't know about i'm convinced well and also now that the air force declassified a bunch of videos that that the military our military has filmed of unidentified flying objects have you mm. not have you seen any of no. these videos <gasps> holy fuck i'm gonna post them to the instagram so in Aguadilla, Puerto Rico, in April 2013, an unidentified flying object was seen flying at low altitude across the Rafael Hernandez Airport runway. The video shows the vessel apparently traveling without lights at some instances below treetop altitude at speeds close to 100 miles per hour. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Is that small? I can't tell. It's far away. It's flying over the ocean. People in the military are so happy all the time. I know. They're always like, yeah, I'm going to war. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is the last video that's just been declassified. This footage shows the high speed flight of an unidentified aircraft at low altitude by a U.S. Navy F.A. 18 Super Hornet released by the Department of Defense. The date, location and other information have been removed by the originating authority as part of the release approval process. So look at that. What the heck? It has like stealth technology. Yeah. Isn't that fucking nuts? I, I totally can tell that it's being followed. So yeah. it's it's like mirroring what's yeah, the behind it. and stuff. I hope that's aliens and it's not like Kim Jong-il like in a, like, a flying motorcycle. <laughs> do you, honestly, do you really think North Korea has that kind of technology? No. Actually, I've gone to the website that North Korea hosts to tell you about North Korea when I was in high school. And I was like, Dad, have you ever seen North Korea? And he was like, no. And I was like, come look at this website. It's super nice. Like, yeah. Look at all this stuff. Like, look how green this grasses and he's like natalia that's propaganda yeah he's like that's that's not real and i'm like okay so yes there's bad stuff but also look how tall the statue is yeah. like that's amazing <laughs> what i find kind of interesting about all of these alien sightings and stuff is that 
we can assume that these aliens that are visiting us are not, you know, part of a larger military of aliens unless it's like surveillance or something. But I don't think so because they why they wouldn't get caught. So right. I kind of feel like these are just like the badasses or the daredevils of whatever planet they're on that are just like, hey, right. bro, like <laughs> there's a portal. I read this thing on Alien Reddit about a portal. If you go <laughs> over these mountains that goes to another dimension, like we should build this machine that I also got off of alien reddit and like just go see if we can fuck it up look here's the thing it's either aliens time travelers with like you know advanced technology coming back for some reason to this time in history or it's china created something fucking that our minds can't comprehend that's this those are the only options so today i'm going to tell you a story that is not about aliens today i'm telling you a story and i don't want to give it away but i want to start by setting a scene for you have you ever heard of ohio university Ohio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What do you know about Ohio University? I didn't know anything about it. So anything that you say is already going to oh, impress me. Well, I don't know much about Ohio, but okay. I know some people who come out of Ohio and they're all really tall and like burly. And let's see, Ohio um, is, I don't, is the Hall of Fame there? You know, I'm just going to tell you what I wrote. Okay. <laughs> What? Yeah, I really don't know anything about Ohio. So Ohio University is the oldest university in the state of Ohio. It's the eighth oldest public university in the United States. Oh, wow. And the 30th oldest university out of all universities in the United States. Okay. To put that into perspective, I Googled it, and there are 5,300 colleges and universities in the U.S. currently, Mm -hmm. and this is the 30th oldest out of all of them. So this is like OG. This is like 1700s. Okay. Okay. Haunted for sure. Haunted for fucking sure, because the U.S., wasn't even the U.S. until 1776. Yeah. In 1786, 11 men gathered at the Bunch of Grapes Tavern in Boston to propose development of the area north of the Ohio River and west of the Allegheny Mountains, known then as the Ohio Country. Hold on a second. They're having a serious business meeting at a bar? That's how all these old school people used to do it, though. They just would, like, get hella drunk and make shit happen. Why is it frowned upon now? I don't know. That's why I can't get anything done because I'm thinking too much. I need to just be like, yeah, that's a great idea. Where do I sign? Let's go to the Bunch of Grapes Tavern and have a couple glasses of wine and build a county. (laughs) People used to get shit done. Led by Manassee Cutler and Rufus Putnam, the Ohio Company petitioned Congress to take action on the proposed settlement. The eventual outcome was the enactment of the Northwest Ordinance of 1787, which provided for settlements and government of the territory and stated that schools and the means of education shall forever be encouraged. These guys totally got shit done. They got so much shit done. In 1803, Ohio became a state, and on February 18th, 1804, the Ohio General Assembly passed an act establishing the Ohio University. The university opened in 1808 with one building, three students... Oh, my God. And one professor, Jacob Lindley. One professor and three students? Yes. That's a cult. It is. Yeah. One of the first two graduates of the university, Thomas Ewing, later became a United States senator and distinguished himself as cabinet member or advisor to four presidents. That explains so much. It's like, I went to a university. I made went up, to the first university. Made up by a bunch of my friends. I went to a bar and now I'm going to be a senator. It's nepotism <laughs> is what that is. Do people in Ohio sound like that? No, no they don't. If people in Ohio 
are, are very my aunt lives are in they're Ohio. like oh like are they michigan are like oh dear no my aunt talks like a normal person i don't normal? know what does that mean ah, triggered Anyway, so 24 years after its founding in 1828, Ohio University conferred an A.B. degree on John Newton Templeton, its first black graduate, and only the third black man to graduate from a college in the United States. Wait, in 1803? Yes. This is woke, so... 1828, excuse me. Oh, but still, that's That's, super woke. Yeah. Especially for the United States. The third black man to ever graduate from a college in the United States graduated from Ohio University. Hell yeah, Ohio. I'm on your side now. Oh, it gets even more woke. And this is so cringy. In 1873, Margaret Boyd received her bachelor's in arts degree and became the first woman to graduate from the university. Soon after, the institution graduated its first international alumnus, Sakitaro Marayama of Japan in 1895. Ohio is diverse. Yeah, I did. I had no idea. Yeah, it kind of has a, I like always pictured it as just being a bunch of white people but that I like guess it's eat not. potatoes yeah, yeah i was like thinking corn but i think i'm just totally off i just don't know much about ohio yeah. and the more we talk about it i'm like wow and i i have family living in ohio but i've never visited them there before and i'm like damn this makes me want to go to ohio ohio yeah who is she who is she and when can i go we should go get haunted in ohio you guys you want to pay for us to go to ohio and we'll film oh well first i gotta tell you the rest of the story if you pay for us to go to ohio you guys <laughs> we can investigate this shit. Why can't there be hauntings in like Hawaii or yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, Barbados? There, are, there is one haunting I came across in Hawaii that maybe I'll cover in the future. Yeah, come on, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, please let it be out of four seasons in Hawaii. Right? Why does it have to be in the middle of a cornfield in Ohio? Until 1925, the Ohio University athletic teams were called the Green and White and didn't have an official mascot. At that time, however, the school's athletic board decided the teams needed a nickname and a campus-wide contest was initiated. Many animal nicknames were proposed, but after great debate, the bobcat won for its reputation as a sly, wily, scrappy animal. Oh, man, that's a sexy. You described a bobcat like it's very sexy. It is very sexy. It's a sexy uh, mascot, and I'm going to tell you that... The former student Hal H. Rowland of Athens, Ohio, earned the $10 first prize for proposing Bobcats and for winning the contest. Wow. Bobcats. I know. Bobcats. We can't be tame. We're wily as hell. And the Bobcat mascot first appeared at Ohio's homecoming game against Miami on October 22nd, 1960. That day, the Ohio football squad smashed arch rival Miami 21 to 0 and went on to arguably the university's greatest football season ever. The Bobcats finished. 1960? Yes. That's like their crowning achievement and they've never been able to come back from that. The Bobcats finished 10-0 that year and were voted the NCAA National College Division Champions. Wow. Mm-hmm. The Campus Affairs Committee decided that the Bobcat mascot would be a permanent member of the cheerleading squad and would cheer at all football and basketball games. Am I about to hear a story about a haunted Bobcat mascot? No, I just thought it was like a fun fact. Oh. <laughs> God. So I'm going to give you some more fun facts. Academic staff, it has over 2,000 staff. Students, it has over 20,000 students. So this is a big school. It's really, really big. Yeah. Is the point I'm trying to get across. Yeah. And the, this is a big school. Yes. You can hook up with everyone and no one knows. You get all the STDs. <laughs> you get the real college experience. Do you want to guess the name of the Bobcat? Bob? The cat? No. What? Rufus. 
Rufus. Rufus the bobcat. Well, they really missed an opportunity there to have Bob the cat. But, but I think one of the guys that founded the university, his name was Rufus. Oh. Yeah. So th- but that sucks because there were two guys that I mentioned earlier that founded it and the only right. one gets a mascot. Yeah. Tough titty. He got, he got the short end this of the stick. This is Ohio. Only the strong survive. Yes. That's their state motto. It is now. <laughs> Ohio University is currently located in Athens, Ohio. And Athens is said to be the most haunted city in the entire state of Ohio. <gasps> I think I'm going to enroll in at Ohio Let's University. Let's go back to college. Yeah, I'm down. We're not doing anything else with our lives. Let's let's make our own course. We'll do like st- paranormal studies. That ooh, we should because Ohio University owns the former Athens Lunatic Asylum. It's called the Lunatic Asylum? So the former Athens Lunatic Asylum. Isn't lunatic a derogatory term? Yes, that's why it says former. Because it used to be called the Athens Lunatic Asylum. That's like calling a jail, like, place for bitches. (laughs) The incarcerated bad guy facility. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so Ohio University bought the former... Let me get through this sentence. Bought the former Athens Lunatic Asylum, renamed it The Ridges, and it's now located... Uh, as part of the campus. The Ridges? Athens Lunatic Asylum was a mental hospital which operated from 1874 to 1993. During its operation, the hospital provided services to a variety of patients, including Civil War veterans, children, and those declared mentally unwell. Do you uh, want to guess who the top person declared mentally unwell during this time would be? Women. Yeah. 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 I know where the story is going. This I don't think you do. Ridge's place becomes a dorm and fucked up stuff happens to kids there. You're close, but not quite. So women with postpartum depression, which used to be called hysteria, mm-hmm. were labeled insane and sent to quote unquote recover in this institution. You know, one of the ways they treated hysteria was just giving women orgasms. Did you know that? Yes, because yeah. they had the, the it was like the world's first vibrator. Yeah. And they they used to sell it to men in like the 1800s and 1900s. And they'd be like, give this to your wife if she's being a bitch, which like now looking back, it's like, that's super funny because you're basically admitting that you can't satisfy your wife. Right. And, but they didn't understand that. They were just like, oh, these whammon. Yeah. They're like, my woman has hysteria. And it's like, no, bro, you need to learn about foreplay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You need to understand where the clitoris is, and then she won't be like this anymore. Um, the first patient of the asylum was a 12-year-old girl with epilepsy thought to be possessed by a demon. The former hospital is best known as a site of the infamous lobotomy procedure. Do you know what a lobotomy is? Nicole? Yeah. Explain so it to us. Basically, a doctor takes a... Um, like needle-like device and puts it into your brain and blends up this part of your brain that's thought to control your emotions, right? Yeah, basically. So the a lobotomy is a form of psychosurgery, a neurosurgical treatment of a mental disorder that involves severing connections in the brain's prefrontal cortex. Most of the connections to and from the prefrontal cortex, the anterior part of the frontal lobes of the brain, are severed. It was used for psychiatric and occasionally other conditions as a mainstream procedure in some Western countries for more than two decades. This was despite general recognition of frequent and serious side effects. Yeah, it was basically just like inserting through the eye like a pick yeah. or the nose severing part of the Yeah, brain. I read about the doctor who made them famous and did it and they, he would do so many of them that it would be like a 15-minute procedure and he'd have people coming in and out and in and out. It basically just turns you into like a zombie. 
And the so the, like you said, the originator of the procedure, Portuguese neurologist Antonio Igas Moniz, shared the Nobel Prize for Physiology or Medicine of 1949 for the discovery of the therapeutic value of lobotomy in certain psychoses. Although the awarding of the prize has been subject to controversy, fucking obviously. Yeah, there's this quote that my dad always says that's like, "I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy." Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so it's basically like, be an alcoholic yeah. when you're sad. <laughs> yeah, you have psychosis, just drink. Yeah. It's better than going that's, to the doctor and getting a lobotomy. That's what the rest of the world does. That's true. That's why this was a Western procedure, because other parts of the world were like, no. <laughs> They're like, thanks, but no. yeah, you guys can hold on to your science for now. <laughs> yeah. So um, eventually, obviously, this hospital closes because it's fucking performing lobotomies and it catches up. And so in the 90s, it closes because they're like, this is fucked. Well, that's a long time. Um, And after the hospital's original structure closed, the state of Ohio acquired the property and renamed the complex and its surrounding grounds, the Ridges. According to the Guide of Repository Holdings, the term the Ridges was derived from a naming contest. I feel like everything in Ohio was named by a contest is what I've learned from this story. In 1984, to re-describe the area and its purpose. Today, the Ridges are part of Ohio University and house the Kennedy Museum of Art an auditorium, and many offices, classrooms, and storage facilities. You know what's kind of ironic is the name The Ridges is like our brain has tons of ridges on it. And they say that every time you have an experience, you make a fold in your brain or a ridge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It is. It's kind of an ironic name. I just intuitively know that we're about to get sent for our next place to an ins- an oldest insane asylum in so Ohio. Yeah. No, I know. I can feel it in my bones right now. People are getting their, they're like, oh, fuck these guys. I'm going to send them to Ohio. Here's 20 bucks on Venmo. Yeah. Please, you guys, Venmo us at DogMomUSA at NatStron. Send us to this insane asylum. In Ohio. Yes. So myths and mysteries surround this well-known site in Southern Ohio, the Athens Lunatic Asylum. The mystery is fueled, perhaps, because the public cannot access a majority of the information about patients who were treated and lived at the asylum. There are 1,930 people buried at the three cemeteries located at the ridges. What? No. Yes. No, an insane asylum is not allowed to also have a cemetery for the people that die there. It's fucked up. Yeah. Of those, 700 women and 959 men lay under the headstones marked only with a number. There were some patients who had died that were reunited with their families and buried in cemeteries around their homes. By 1943, the state of Ohio began putting names, births, and deaths on the markers of patients who had died. It is unknown as to why the state switched from only using numbers to using names in order to verify who the deceased were. Although the newer stones had names, births, and deaths, the older stones that remain had not been replaced. So literally, I have some pictures that I'll show you of what this cemetery looks like. That is horrible. It's literally just these little tiny headstones that have numbers on them. Man. How disrespectful, right? That's so disrespectful. Yeah. And you know it's only people who don't have family that that happens to. What makes it even worse is that the state stopped taking care of the cemetery in the 1980s. And so outsiders would come in and vandalize the headstones and vandalize the graves. First of all insane asylum mistreating patients giving them lobotomies yeah that's haunted haunted as fuck then people that die there just get fucking buried with a headstone that has a number haunted haunted then the state's like you know we don't really want to waste our money and resources on keeping up this property anymore so 
all of these outsiders just come in and vandalize and desecrate the graves. Haunted, 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 haunted. Hmm. So they were performing lobotomies. They were basically incarcerating women who had postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. They were taking Civil War veterans and just like sticking them in straight jackets in rooms by themselves. Uh, And then they also realized that they could um, make money if they made their insane asylum patients perform hard labor. <gasps> it's a this is north korea this is fucking horrible we're gonna have a working for this is profit a prison camp yes it's basically like oh you're behaving in a way that's inconsistent mm-hmm. with how we think society should be we're gonna put you in prison for your own good and make you work for us to make money and we're also talking about like literally the nation's most vulnerable citizens we're talking about veterans with ptsd homeless veterans like people that are coping with the trauma they experienced in wartime with drugs and alcohol. Um, And then we're also talking about women who don't have a lot of rights at the time and are like experiencing depression and quote unquote hysteria from giving birth. Mm -hmm. And also, like I said, their first patient ever was a 12 year old little girl who had epilepsy and they literally just like stick her in a room. The straight, I'm stuck on the straight jacket idea because I know they're supposed to be for people like to keep from harming themselves. But also if you're put in a straight jacket, like that's going to give you like claustrophobia. I don't, I hate that feeling of not being able to move. And I feel like that would make me so much more crazy. Well, and also now like there have been studies done on the effects of solitary confinement in prisons. And we know that it's like extremely detrimental. Like one month in solitary confinement can give you PTSD. It's cruel and unusual punishment yeah absolutely right and so that's what they were doing to these patients so now on top of that they decided that they're going to start a for-profit farm and have the patients um perform hard labor and work the farm for no pay and they're going to sell these crops and reap all of the benefits it's slave labor yes it's literally slave labor so by the 1950s the ridges as it's now called housed nearly 2,000 patients over three times its capacity yet the number of staff never changed add the invention of shock therapy and lobotomy into the mix and you have a recipe for a nightmare that is a nightmare i'm just envisioning I'm envisioning this like 1950s movie of these children riding a bike next to this I don't know farm and they look over in the farm and there's people that are like like like, just out of their minds because they've had lobotomies or just been severe PTSD or haven't eaten in days and just have so much lithium in their bodies that they're like literally zombies and they're just like hoeing away at corn or something straight up and like they said they it was three times capacity so there's all these patients just like jammed into this facility being literally restrained and this number of staff they never upped the number of staff required mm-hmm. because they wanted to keep making money it was for profit P- part of postpartum depression as a woman i think at that time could just be you're just being difficult so i can just imagine like a bunch of bitches sitting around just being like fuck this place yeah. <laughs> just angry there's like 50, there's like 150 of them just like sitting around and they're like I could be knitting right now at right. my house and I have to go outside right now and like hoe a fucking field and they're probably lactating on top of that because they just had fucking kids so you're literally lactating in the sun it's you're depressed here let's make it so much worse yes. that you regret ever being depressed yeah <laughs> um, and then so it gets worse On December 1st, 1979, a patient by the name of Margaret Schilling went missing. She was playing hide-and-seek with hospital staff. Haunted. Hospital staff couldn't find her, so they just didn't go find her. 
what? So the hospital staff is playing hide and seek with a patient, which is already inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And then they just can't find her. So they're like, well, I guess we can't find her. Well, they're like, oh, we fucked up. They're yes. like, we lost the patient. Let's just pretend this never happened. Right? <laughs> like, let's just forget about She'll this. She'll come out eventually. Right. That's So that's what I guess that's what they figured. They never even bothered. Like, as days went on and they still couldn't find her. Like, she wasn't in her room. She's not anywhere. Like, they just didn't fucking care. So it wasn't until 42 days later that her body was discovered locked in a long abandoned ward once used for patients with infectious illnesses. Tests showed that she died of heart failure, yet she was found completely naked, her clothing neatly folded next to her body. Worse yet, to the horror of those who found her, Margaret had decayed so much that a gooey imprint of her body had seeped into the concrete. Much to their dismay, the imprint of her body couldn't be scrubbed out, no matter how hard they tried. And to this day, the lonely outline of her body can still be seen on the top floor of the asylum. Some say that on clear nights, Margaret can still be seen trying to escape the room where she died. And I'm going to show you... Oh my god, I have to see this. I have chills. You're this is real. For okay, I just want you to know this is real. <gasps> oh I, my god. I, I like have I can't. I am like shaking. Okay, so I'm looking at a photo of an like a straight up outline of a woman's body on concrete. But it's it's this is from the decay of her body bleached it's that graphic. part of the concrete. Yeah, this is graphic. Ew. It's honestly horrifying. So I'm going to post that to the Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, this is fucked up. This is horrifying. Oh, my God. Okay, let's post. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then, like I said, deceased patients would be buried on the asylum grounds. So this lady, whose body was discovered after 42 days later from playing hide and seek, completely nude, clothes folded neatly next to her in a cold, locked part of the asylum that used to house infectious uh, disease patients. Like, they took her body, they buried it on the property, and then they're trying to scrub this, like part of the concrete that her body bleached mm-hmm. and they can't they can't fucking get it up she won the game so yeah she's there forever well wait how did she get in that locked place i know a ghost led her there i'm sorry I, this is like honestly it freaks me that story freaks me out so much yeah i it's like such bad vibes to even think about that whole section is still like locked you can't get in there but kids since this is now part of ohio university kids will have broken in there before and that's why we have pictures of this and i don't know if you could tell but on the first picture that i showed you of her the outline of her body somebody has carved a demonic symbol into her chest where her <laughs> chest was oh my god so do you see that Yes. So they tried to bring her back. Yeah. Like, Are we allowed to be looking at this? <laughs> I this is don't so scary. I am so scared. Okay. So I'm like, scared right now. I'm so glad that I have this crystal stuff set up. I know. I'm to glad protect you did us. that too. It's like you knew. Yeah. I'm pretty sure sometimes just seeing a sign like that cannot be good. Yeah, it can't. <laughs> so, so like I said, this cemetery where this woman is buried, um, the gravestones bear no names but numbers instead. Wait, hold on. I would choose to be number sixty-nine. Do you get to choose is? your number? N- well, no, you're dead. But before it's just you the die. order you die in. Oh, so like this is the first person to die here, so we're gonna bury them with number one. Mm. Oh, second person to die here, bury them number two, and numbers one through sixty-three are unknown identities because the records were lost like they just weren't keeping that good of records so we don't even know who headstones number one to 63 are apparently the ohio university buried the unidentified corpses used in their medical classes in this graveyard as well unidentified corpses used that sounds like they're taking bodies from the asylum yeah Yeah. 
Yeah. Or just people who don't have family and no one's going to ask questions if they die. Right. Quote unquote, donating their body to science. Exactly. Well, and also like, what? After they dissected these bodies in their like medicine department of their university, they then buried it next to uh, the graves of the insane asylum victims. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, the Ridges Cemetery has a well-known reputation of being haunted, which is not surprising, obviously. Um, most of the morbid stories center on the strange circle of graves that is taking up the corner of a tombstone layout. So in the corner of this, for no reason. Okay, so imagine this cemetery. I'm going to post pictures, like I said. But this cemetery is just row after row of these headstones with numbers. Then in the corner of the cemetery... There's just a circle of headstones, literally headstones in a circle, nothing in the middle of that circle. Have they dug there to see what's no, there? No, because the state is not interested in any of this. Witches. Witches. So that's what people think is that it's a ring of graves um, that is used for holding seances. Yeah. So whether or not that was the original reason why they're buried in a circle, it's still fucking random that there's all these rows and then just a random circle in the corner with nothing in the middle. And um, students from the Ohio University break into the cemetery, like I said, and like people are defacing headstones and desecrating graves and holding seances in that circle of graves. If you guys send us to Ohio, we will go to that circle of graves. Alyssa's, I can see her face being like, nope, don't finish it. Don't, I'm going to. I'm not We gonna, will go I to the circle of graves and there, do a seance. No. We have to. I'll go look at it during the day. I will not hold a seance there. How much money would people have to pay you to do a seance there? Oh, several million. Million? Yes. What about let's what about like a thousand? No. You wouldn't you wouldn't go have a seance for a thousand dollars. Here's the deal. If you guys if there's a sugar daddy out there listening who wants nothing from me other than for me to hold a seance in this <laughs> gravestone circle, you would have to pay off my medical bill debt in order for me to do that. Okay, if somebody is out there that can pay off Alyssa's medical bill debt, we will do it. If you have five grand that you want to donate to my medical bill debt, I will hold a seance here for you. You heard it here, guys. Five I will grand. do it. That's how much it takes for me to sell my soul. All right. I'm just going to double down on that. So five grand for me too. If you guys give <laughs> us 10 grand in totality, we will use that money to fly to Ohio and have this whole thing filmed. We, you know what? Fuck it. We'll spend a night in that circle of oh graves. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, the, that's literally the only way I would do it is if somebody paid off my medical bill debt. That's God, it. we would be so scared. I know. I would literally piss myself. It's not that hard. I've seen people raise money for movies like on Kickstarter and stuff and they get like $70,000 in a week. So I'm kind of scared because I feel like if this that's fucking I don't uh, like it. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, but I won $5,000. <laughs> like this circle of headstones. Yeah. Um. So whether or not originally it was for seances, people literally now have seances there. So either way, it's haunted. Yeah. Like, and witches, modern witches will still go there and hold seances. Yeah, that's a witch circle. Yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously, this place has a shit ton of ghost sightings. Mary Schilling, that lady whose outline is literally stuck yeah. on the top floor of Goop. the building. Goobay? Goop lady. Goobay. She, Goobay. <laughs> she's buried here and haunts the cemetery. Of course. Um, and there is another weird section of headstones that has just a couple handful of graves 
and it is next to a creek to the right of the main cemetery and it's part of the section that we don't know who's buried there Mm. and there's a bridge made of wood on one side of it and several graves are just hidden in the woods so no i know so this is now like beyond the property of the grave actual cemetery there's just a random scattering of graves in the woods i hate that i hate that no imagine that you're at night lost it's like uh, you're walking through the woods and you trip and you fall look up and it's like you look all around you and there's just old like hundred year old graves everywhere and imagine you in college too like we would have gone there if we went to ohio university and so i was reading different like reports from students who have gone there um okay one student said that uh so this was from four years ago that they and a group of friends decided one night they were drinking and they were like we're gonna go out to the yeah you know this section of weird gravestones that's in the forest it's like a rite of passage at ohio university i'm sure and they said as they got closer an unexplained bright light rose up from one of the headstones and then there was just a woman screaming and supposedly there's nobody around and all of a sudden it's just like a high-pitched like (sighs) wail like a wailing scream from a woman why do we never hear men go screaming because it's not as scary probably not well and also because you would just be like excuse me sir do you need help are you hurt sir sir i can't see you sir can you please yell again (laughs) well and i'm also thinking maybe it's because the women who were in hysteria that were buried there are like hysterically screaming oh yeah yeah women are just way scarier than men like we when we get mad don't fuck with us we're witches right so i want to show you what this looks like this is some of the headstones so like this is the number 100 <gasps> keeping it 100 so it's just these little like oh yeah it, it looks like a fucking like it looks so small like a tic tac yeah. yeah it does it looks like just little teeth yeah little teeth like i said so that building the former lunatic asylum has been turned into like different offices and stuff but the top floor where that outline of that woman is is completely sealed off still that is not the only haunted building on ohio university campus there is also a dorm called Wilson Hall, where people still live today. Room 428 at Wilson Hall is permanently closed. So people live to the left and right of it, above it and below it, but that dorm room is completely sealed off. They do not allow students to sleep in there, to live in there, and it ha- it's untouched. So it's all of the original furniture from the 70s, um, from when this it turned into a... Um, a dorm on top of that they don't use it for anything else like it's not it's not like they use it as a storage it's space. just asking for ghosts it's like setting up a terrarium be like ghost hey come live here right what happened there why did they close it well wilson hall was built on an indian burial ground for starters so the ohio athens ohio um throughout history has had many different native american tribes living on it obviously when the u.s became the u.s and these guys that i was talking about that that met up at a, at a fucking pub and were like, let's build... The grapes, dudes. Yeah, yeah like, let's build this university here. Yeah. They kicked uh, Native Americans off of their land in order to build it. Mm-hmm. And Wilson Hall is built on um, that Native American burial ground. This is just poor planning. Also, the go- in the ghost world, do you... I'm assuming there's going to be, like, Native American spirits there. But then there's also going to be, like, haunted people from the 1800 spirits there. And, and yes. th- they don't get along. So, like, in the so spirit oh world, God, they're, they're fighting each other, too. And they're just pissed. 
And also think about, so like literally right next door to Wilson Hall is the cemetery and the lunatic asylum. So you have like, it's literally just a menagerie of the most haunted people throughout history Mm -hmm. that are pissed because Native Americans pushed off of their land against their will. Mm -hmm. Um, People from the 1800s probably fucking dying of uh, tuberculosis because that lunatic asylum had a tuberculosis ward. Um, then there's civil war veterans. Yeah. Then there's women who got lobotomies because they had hysteria. Ghost wars. Who would win out of those group of people? <sighs> I don't know. I kind of think wow, it might be the Native Americans because that's like a whole tribe and they're so community yeah. based where the rest of those people, except for the civil war, I don't, I can't see them like banding together. You know, they would just be like, fuck it. Right. I'm in this war, this thing alone. I don't, all I hate that's my life. Point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it depends on what we think the ghost war is about. If it's so, if the winners are based on like who is the most valiant, then yeah, I think the Native Americans would probably win. But if it's based on who's going to play dirty, we already know that in real life the Native oh, Americans lost. Yeah, yeah the, well, the Native Americans would be like riding up their horse and like doing their rituals and putting their paint on. And the Civil War dude will be like, "Hey, I got a musket." Yeah, he'd be like, "I got a musket, and actually, I'm gonna banish all these ghosts out of here right now." I got a smallpox blanket. <laughs> like, so it depends on who what we think the ghosts were about but i'm curious what do you who do you guys think would win in a ghost war i'm very interested drop it in the soundcloud comments so not only is wilson hall built on an indian burial ground it's also located in the center of a pentagram formed by five such ancient cemeteries why (laughs) why are there so many cemeteries in this place because this used to be an area where a bunch of tribes I'll, i'll i can read to you which tribes lived in this area it was a lot a lot a lot a lot no, um, don't do that to me. Don't do it? Don't do it to me. I'm going to do it. It's, Damn it. Okay, I'm going to read this to you. It's very racist. And it's it's on ohiogenealogy.org. So this is like very racist. This is a quote? This is a quote okay. from the website. Over the whole region now so thickly populated brooded the silence of savage life. What? The rivers were plowed only by the swift canoe of the Indian. The forest what? echoed no sound of productive industry. What? Wait, 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 wait. This is real. I feel like what you're saying right now is on par with like summoning a demon. I know. Like I. So have that's been what I'm tr- saying. This shit is haunted. Yeah. Because this is still what people in Athens County write about that area. This is a modern website. It's a that's dot a org. Mo- that's a modern. Yes. Dot org. Yeah. I just I've been trained to not hear that. <laughs> yes. I know. Okay. So these are some of the tribes that lived in this area um in the 17th century the iroquois the iroquois uh yeah the mohawks the mohawks okay the oneidas the onondagas the cayugas and the senecas some of those sound like watch companies and so they all lived there and they formed the strongest confederation known in native american history um band of brothers yes tradition relates with what relentless fury and unwearingly tenacity the hostile Iroquois warred upon the Western tribes until finally the latter were wiped out, either massacred, driven away, or merged into other tribes. Thus, at the beginning of the 18th century, Ohio was almost unclaimed and uninhabited by human beings, save as it was used as a hunting ground by the Iroquois or crossed and recrossed by them in their long war expeditions. So the Iroquois essentially wiped out a bunch of these different tribes um, and then like buried them on this land and then decided that it was too fucking haunted and that they were only going to use it to hunt. <laughs> and then the Iroquois were wiped out by Americans. haunted woods. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the lunatic asylum was put up. 
And so it's basically all these people fucking buried in this area. And so there's a ton of ancient cemeteries and they're unmarked because obviously this is like not a proud history. So it's basically, it's unmarked. So you're just saying there's a bunch of bodies buried in these woods in random right. places. But somebody went through and like a historian went through and was like looking at where all of these different cemeteries are because it's super disrespectful now that we know that they're there and we're like hopefully a little more civilized as a nation and can recognize some of our dark history. Mm. But in doing so, in discovering these different cemeteries, they realized that they actually form a pentagram. And Do you think it was intentional? I don't, I don't know. Mm. But the center of the pentagram is Wilson Hall on Ohio University. Who, who gets to live there? Students. It's still in operation. I would refuse. Right? Okay. But so in the 1970s, um, a male student whose name is still unknown because Ohio University tried to cover it up, um, lived in dorm room 428. And the student died under quote-unquote mysterious circumstances. His body was not found for two weeks. In a dorm room? In a dorm room. How? If he had a roommate, maybe he was there like alone during a break. So he committed suicide though, the guy in Well, mysterious circumstances. The university says he committed suicide, but they refused to release how he committed suicide. Oh. So people are wondering, was he murdered by his roommate or is this building fucking haunted? Right. And for drives some reason- people to do Yeah, stuff. drives people to do crazy well, things. What I don't understand is why did they leave all the furniture in there? Like close it, sure, whatever, but that's, it's just like asking for weirdness. Well, this is not the end of room 428. So after this guy- you know, dies under mysterious circumstances and they clean it out. They still keep putting people in no. this dorm room. Yes, people keep living there. Now in the 90s, a female student was living in this dorm room. There's like interviews from people that knew her and they were saying, yeah, she was like super normal. We knew her freshman year. Then sophomore year, she moved into this dorm room and she became super isolated from everybody. She was acting strangely and she started um, practicing rituals such as astral projection. Do you know what astral projection is? Yes, it's when you leave your body and go go out other places astral projection is a term used in esotericism to describe an intentional out-of-body experience that assumes the existence of a soul or consciousness called an astral body that is separate from the physical body and capable of traveling outside it throughout the universe the idea of astral travel is ancient and it occurs in multiple centuries it is sometimes reported in association with dreams and forms of meditation some individuals have reported perceptions similar to descriptions of astral projections that were induced through various hallucinogenic and hypnotic means including self hypnosis so but not only so she wasn't just doing astral projection she apparently was practicing um different rituals like satanic rituals or wicked whatever you want to call it but not like obviously we now know that modern satanists don't even believe in satan like it's not that it's not modern satanism it's not modern wiccanism where like people just believe in spirituality yeah, and she was doing stones. weird fucked up like stuff. she was doing weird fucked up shit and was practicing astral projection and apparently was very successful at it and so people had seen her like they would <sighs> knock on her door dorm room um, and they would open it up and she would just be sitting on the bed in a trance-like state and they could not wake her up. Like her eyes are rolled back in her head. And at the same time, another student saw her on the top floor. So they saw her astral projection on the top floor of the dorm room. What? The while she's in room 428 in a trance-like state with her eyes rolled back. Demon. Yeah, de fucking demon. Then, so after this happened a couple of times, um, they reported her, obviously, to school officials. And they were like, hey, we think that, like, maybe something is wrong with her. Like, maybe she is having, like, a mental crisis and she needs help. And so um, they send someone to do, like, a welfare check on her. This is in the 90s. And when they do the welfare check on her, they find her dead with her wrist slit um, in her dorm room on her bed. In, on the same bed where, allegedly, the other guy died under mysterious circumstances 20 years earlier. 
Yes. So, but they that still so kept letting creepy. people live there. Natalia, they still kept putting students in this dorm. I want... <sighs> so again, they clean up. They only allowed people to keep living there for 10 more years after the second death. And um, people kept moving out. So objects flew across the room and smashed into the walls. Students heard voices whispering and even shouting, even though no one was there. The door would often open and then slam shut of its own accord. So demonic faces kept appearing in the wood grain of the room's door. No. Yes, right? Although the school replaced the door many times, the tortured ghoulish faces reappeared every time. Eventually, the room became too frightening and the university feared another student death could result. So they decided to seal the door shut forever. This is the only known case where a dormitory room has been sealed off in the United States to date. What? So if the if the college is replacing this door, they're acknowledging that they believe that this is really happening, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So it's sort of like, you remember when we were talking about um, the Jiko Bukin episode, episode five, where you, you had a good point where you were like, well, you know, is it that people who are troubled are naturally attracted to these dark places and it yeah. makes them even more depressed? Or is the space holding a negative energy and creating depressed people? Like what right. came first, the chicken or the yeah. egg was your argument in that episode. Yeah. So I, that's probably what the university was thinking too here. Like, you know, regardless of whether or not we believe this is haunted, people keep dying here and people keep moving out and people keep reporting these weird supernatural things happening to them. And like people are fucking freaked out and we're afraid yeah. that someone else is going to kill themselves. But okay, so that room is sealed off, but people still live in Wilson Hall. People living to the right and left have reported hearing um, people chanting inside of that sealed off room as if they're performing an astral projection ceremony. No. Yes. And people have also seen ghosts entering and leaving through the walls in that room. People report hearing strange sounds, hearing footsteps, witnessing objects moving by themselves on their own, hearing a tapping on the walls. So the people that border that room often mm-hmm. hear tapping on their walls. So rooms- I, could, I would never be able to be in there by myself. Like I'd have to have a pet or something in there. So people say that the spirit of the female student who slit her wrists in that room, they still see her astral projecting, her spirit traveling through the top floor of the dorm. That is... I, that is so scary to me. In the 2010s, so I don't know what year, um, an RA somehow got a hold of the key to that room and on Halloween decided to take a couple of students in there to like freak them out. So he opened up the door and they went in and you want to know what they saw? What? Dead birds on the floor. <gasps> Window is closed. Keep in mind, there's just dead birds on the floor. How did they get in there? The key. I don't know. This says the RA got a hold of the key somehow. How did the dead birds get in oh, there? Oh, how the dead birds get in there? I don't know. I don't know. How many? Uh, three. What? Three dead birds. Are those spirits? Astral projection? I don't know. I don't like this. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But how? What? Like, is Athens the most haunted city in the United States? Like, how many bad things can be in one place? You've got pentagrams of cemeteries. Mm-hmm. You've got Native American burial grounds. You've got people who died from infectious disease. You've got mass hysteria. You've got Civil War veterans. You've got unmarked graves. Lunatic asylum. Lunatic asylum. Lobotomies. Yeah. Shock therapy. Goobe on the top floor. Goop woman's imprint on the top. floor floor of the insane asylum like people committing suicide in a dorm room uh-huh. like dead birds dead birds 
deadbirds.com. Astral projection. I'm freaking myself out right now. I'm, I'm freaking so out. glad that you your have eyes this are so lit. big. I, I'm scared. Yeah, I don't like what your eyes are. <laughs> Close your eyes a little bit more. I They're can't. scaring me. I can't. <laughs> I can, like, see the flicker of the flame going into my eyes, Yeah, too. your eyes are freaking me out. I'm not looking at you anymore. <laughs> I feel like I'm haunted because Alyssa showed me this picture of Gube, and there was, like, a weird, like, otherworldly symbol drawn yes, into because, the chest. Oh, so I forgot to mention. So let's keep adding to the list of fucking bullshit. So then people coming and desecrating the graves, destroying the graves, like, desecrating that area where that woman's goop outline is, like, putting, you know, satanic symbols inside. Unmarked like, graves in the it. woods. Unmarked graves in the woods. A mysterious light and woman screaming in the woods. Yeah. Why? Why did they decide to build a university here? Why did the university buy the lunatic asylum, bulldoze that shit, and relocate the bodies to a proper burial site? I wonder, too, if all this information is out there. It's such bad press. You yes, know? I know. Our Or it attracts a really weird type to want to go to that school. I wish I could talk to one of these students. That's what I saw. I want to know, do any of you attend? I have my friend Tyler mm -hmm. who um, films stuff for me. He went to Ohio University and he told me about... What? Yeah, he told me about this room. I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't... I was like, there's no way it's the same thing. Now it's all, it's all coming back to me because he's from Ohio. What the fuck? Call him right now. Yeah. Can we do that? Okay, everybody. We have a special guest who actually went to Ohio University. I texted him and was like, bro, what's up with that? Hi, my name is Tyler Zach. I went to Ohio University from 2008 and 2012. And yes, I did graduate. Oh, very nice. Without honors. Did you live on the campus? I did. I lived in the dorms for the first two years, and then I lived in a house for the last two years. Ohio University is located in Athens, Ohio, and it's like a very, very small sort of country town. It's like, I believe, don't quote me on this, but it's like one of the financially like poorer counties in um, in Ohio. And so like it's a very small town and sort of all the money and all the people basically show up for when college is in session. Did you know anything about Ohio University? Like, did you hear any of these rumors? Because Alyssa has told everyone from the podcast pretty much all of the haunted stories that are there in the legends. So did you know about any of those things before you stayed in any of the dorms? Um, I think I'd maybe heard a little bit of it. I kind of like jumped into college with like no knowledge or smarts and I like went there for a visit and I thought the campus was cool and I was like, okay, I'm going here now. But so I heard like a little bit of it and then like obviously as you're there, like you start hearing stories from people and like the first weekend or two there, they like offer tours to go to different like spooky spots on campus. And so then like you start hearing more and more stories and people start having experiences and things like that. So so the school offers spooky tours. I believe it was just other students. Um, and th there's there's various like spots around town. The, but the biggest one is there's an old mental health ward. Um, yeah, the ridges. Yes, the ridges. So you've been to the ridges. I have been to the ridges, and wow. it is uh, very creepy. And there uh, used to be a tuberculosis ward there. It's all shut down for years now. They, I think they used maybe a couple rooms in the building for like some administrative stuff now, but there's like a separate chunk of the building that's all like creepy, dilapidated, run down. Do you know the story of the girl that was playing hide-and-go-seek? And then they found her 
body decaying and the... Is this the stain? Yeah, the stain. Uh, have you ever seen the stain? I have, yeah. During like the tour, they took us up to it and you really don't want to touch it because supposedly people who have physically touched the stain have like had fucked up experiences or like been haunted by stuff. Do people believe in it? You know, were you scared when you saw that stain or like what is the reaction that you have to that? There's definitely a mix of people, you know, like some people are very into the paranormal stuff and they want to explore it. And there's, you know, people who would break into the ridges and just like explore and stuff. I was never somebody who broke in. I went on like one of the late night tours and saw the stuff and like that was enough for me. Yeah. Um, I did see the stain. I did not touch it. Once you actually see it and you've heard the story, like it becomes more real when you can see it on the floor and you're like, that's like a physical reminder that like there was someone here and someone's life ended here. And so it becomes like a lot more real when you can physically reach out and touch it. And when you go to the ridges, it's like there is a graveyard like on the way there. You're walking up, it's it's pitch black. There's a, a little bit of like street light here and there because you have to walk to get to the, the building structures of the ridges. And um, yeah, it's a very, even with a group of like 20 people, it's like, it's very creepy. And um, you know, some, some little daredevils are running into the graveyard and sneaking in a little bit, but I never really pushed my luck too much. I never had like an explicitly unexplained like phenomenon happen. The closest I had personally was when I moved in my freshman year, it was a dorm that had like recently been renovated. So it existed before and now it was all nice and new or whatever. My girlfriend at the time, I was like sleeping upstairs. She was on, there's four floors in Lincoln Hall where I lived and she lived on the fourth floor and so her ceiling is like tilted because that's where the you're at like the roof of the yeah. building basically and i was trying to fall asleep and then i just started hearing like this scratching noise happening no and where was the scratching coming from it was coming from like the roof area and like i wanted to keep telling myself like oh i'm sure it's like just a squirrel or whatever <laughs> but like there's also a window in the room that you can see out and so you can kind of see that like there's not a ton of space between the actual ceiling of the room and where the roof is. So I had to go down and like sleep back in my room on the second <laughs> floor. It wasn't, uh, I don't know. There's something weird about like how sporadic it was. And it was just, it was definitely weirding me out. But I had other people in the dorm who had more intense experiences. I had a friend. She did take, I believe, a necklace that she found like in the Ridges building. Wait, is this Harry Potter? Is this one of the Harry Potter books? This is uh, my friend Hermione Granger. You may know her. No, uh, so she found this necklace and- uh, At the like, Ridges, at uh, the yeah, Lunatic Asylum. I believe Asylum. in the building and took it back with her. Once she got the necklace, things in her room would like be falling off of shelves and like no. you'd hear like, weird noises or tappings and things like that oh i i forgot i think you mentioned you mentioned when we were talking before we started recording about the marbles yeah the hearing marbles. the marbles dropping i did hear that once or twice really and you're like what because all the dorms are carpeted in the thing but you can hear them like you would hear them falling in the like dorm above you yeah. on like what sounded like hardwood so it was like you couldn't really make sense of it didn't make sense. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. It's like what? Why? It doesn't belong. Yeah, and that was that one was interesting because I think I had heard about people saying like, "Oh, I like have heard marbles dropping or something yeah. like that in my dorm before it actually happened." And then it was like, it was even weirder when it did happen because you're like, I 
I can't figure out how to explain this logically. Thank you so much, Tyler. Thank you. And thank yeah. you for having me. I'm honored to be here. What What can we promote? My Twitter is criminally underfollowed. Um, it's probably going to be one of the next accounts that's really going to go viral. So get it on the ground floor. <laughs> um, my Twitter is Tyler Zwack. I'm not in love with it, but <gasps> it's T-Y-L-E-R-Z-W-A-C-K. So at Tyler Zwack Tyler on Twitter. Zwack. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So, Natalia, what do you think? Like, what are your thoughts hearing this? Like, what comes up for you? I really want to go to this place. I mean, I don't, but I do. Right. You know? Like, curious, obviously. Like, think about all the students that are curiously going into the woods to look at these graves. Like, it's very, it's just so bizarre that so many bad things in one are in one place, you know? I, I mean, I wholeheartedly believe... I think the I guess I think the strangest of all of those things that I've heard or the most otherworldly is like this girl that was normal but then moved into the dorm and started astral projecting because pretty much everything else is just kind of like fucked up practices that happened you know like a lunatic asylum that was just kind of mistreating the patients and and burying them and haphazardly and like students having no respect for that or whatever but this girl that lives in this girl right. that's like doing weird chants and staying in that room with her eyes rolled back and then people seeing her where her body wasn't exactly i wonder if gube like died and got brought back as that girl oh i hadn't even considered that you're right because her body was discovered on the top floor of a lunatic asylum and this girl's astral projecting her soul into the top level of the dormitory I mean, if we're going to really, you know, take this pill and drink it down, then why not believe that Gube or whatever her name was? Margaret Schilling. Maybe whatever demon it is that haunts that dorm room finds these sort of compromised souls or people who are susceptible or going through something to being possessed or or being at least uh, persuaded to do things that they wouldn't otherwise and persuaded the girl that was playing hide and seek to go up to that top floor and then was like, take off all of your clothes, lay down and did a ritual, you know, maybe like sealed her (sighs) in fate into that building or into that land. I don't know. It also kind of harkens back to the Elisa Lamb story where she she takes off her her clothes clothes off and like, yeah. yeah. Um, And then just really quickly to... I wanted to read to you, courtstreetstories.com interviewed some students from Ohio University. And so the point, Wilson Hall is the most haunted, but that's not the only haunted one because we're talking about like the most haunted fucking area in (laughs) Ohio here. So there's another on the opposite side of campus. There's a hall called Washington Hall. And residents have quite a few chilling stories involving paranormal activity. Haley Stoltz, a senior, lived in Washington her freshman year during the 2012 to 2013 school year. During her second semester, her and her roommate would continuously wake up in the middle of the night to the sound of someone typing on a laptop. Both regularly checked to see if the other was up late working on homework, but every time they heard the noise, their laptops were securely shut and both girls were in bed asleep. The noise continued about three times a week for a few weeks when Stolt decided to make a move. I just figured if I said something nice, maybe he would stop, said Stoltz. So I named the ghost Harold and told him we didn't mind if he was there as long as he was nice and to stop waking us up. A few days later, Stoltz was telling a few friends the story when another Washington resident overheard. She asked what was going on, and Stoltz explained the story. It was the weirdest thing. I told her we named the ghost, and she asked what we named him. I told her Harold, and it ended up she named him the exact same thing. I don't know. It's just really weird. 
said Stoltz. Michelle Reinold, resident from 2012 to 2013, says, I lived in Washington freshman year and this girl went to shower and locked her room after her and her roommate was out of town. And when she came back, her room was still locked, but all her drawers and closets were wide open. Rachel Caddy, resident from 2014 to 2015, says, My microwave would go off in the middle of the night and there would be knocking at our door and no one was there. Our beds would shake and wake us up. Our dorm room door, cabinets, and closet doors would open up on their own. And then in Crawford Hall, about 22 years ago in 1993, a young student named Laura fell from her fourth floor Crawford window onto the pavement and died. Since then, every year, residents have told stories tied to her death. Maria Dahl, a resident of Crawford during her freshman year, 2013 to 2014, said she didn't know anything about the hauntings of her new home until one night when her roommate went out of town on a weeknight, but Dahl stayed in. She set an alarm on her phone for 3 a.m. just to make sure her roommate returned safely. At 3, she oh woke up. I know. Never. The witching hour? Yeah. Why would you set your alarm for the witching hour? At 3, she woke up, looked over, and saw her roommate's feet, noticing an ankle bracelet. No. And a few minutes later, fell back asleep. Around 7 a.m., her roommate returned. Confused, Dahl asked her why she had come home and left again. But her roommate said that this was her first time home since she had left the night before. Dahl explained that she had seen her there at 3 when she woke up to check on her and noticed her ankle bracelet and everything. She then lifted her pant leg and told me she didn't wear an ankle bracelet, said Dahl. <gasps> I was so freaked out. I know someone was there. I was completely awake. That was our first experience with Laura. Dahl explained that almost every floor had experiences with Laura. Eventually, Dahl and her roommate accepted her as their third roommate when the TV would turn off and the doors would slam, slam closed without the help of a human. Oh, my God. Then the last haunted dorm room on campus is Jefferson Hall. I lived fourth floor Jefferson my freshman year, said Maggie Etherington. We always heard what seemed like marbles dropping and rolling across the floor above that's us. What, that's what Tyler was talking this about. That's so fucking freaky. So yeah. Tyler heard the same thing. Yeah, so he must have lived in that hall. Okay, so we always heard what seemed like marbles dropping and rolling across the floor above us, but we lived on the top floor, so no one was above us. Etherington explained that it was nothing incredibly scary, just strange things that would happen every once in a while and made her and her floor mates question if the dorm had a few supernatural residents. The historic tale of Jefferson Hall involves a group of students who decided to explore their dorm on a lazy night in 1996 when they discovered a school teacher hovering above her chair behind a desk dressed in 1950s style clothing. The crew ran back to their resident assistant, but by the time they arrived back to the empty room, the door was locked. Oh my god i have so many chills and yeah. The, yeah so that was the last story i have for you about haunted Ohio that was University. great yeah i love ghost stories i just i'm freaked myself out yeah i'm freaked out i'm freaked out but i i want to go there to see it for well, myself well this astral projection thing scares me the most because anyone could do that right so right. essentially and this is what this is like what they you know the dark witchcraft entails is a lot of bad witches will go and haunt people or fuck with them right well and even if you're not spiritual at all i think we can all agree that like desecrating a grave yeah like there's something about that that creates bad energy even if you're not spiritual at all can we all just agree that somebody who sits on their bed with their eyes rolled back for three hours is fucking scary and yes. can't be trusted yes <laughs> especially like in a meditative pose so it's not like she is having an epileptic episode like yeah she's literally in a meditative pose on her bed in a trance i mean if somebody believes that they are a ghost or a wizard or whatever like you're like there's something about you that is strange to me you know like yeah you're not like the others exactly so that yeah, was a great story thank you yeah. did you like it i, I was really worried liked it. i really want to be good no it was really good okay. i really want to go there that's one of those stories where 
uh, we need to go there. Yeah. I so agree. come on, you guys, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's ten thousand for the seance. If you want me to do it, if you five thousand, if you want me to do a seance. But if you don't want us to do the seance, you just want to send us there. You just have to pay for our accommodations and flight. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll go there and we'll film shit. Yeah. Okay. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And we love you. We and love you. We appreciate you. We can't wait to see you again. Well, I'm going to astral project into your homes tonight. <laughs> we love your haunted stories. Too. Yes. Keep emailing them to us at letsgethauntedpod mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.